Welcome back to How You Slice It podcast. I'm here today with Gabriele uh, LaMonica. Yes, correct. And uh, who moved here, uh, moved to New York. When I say here, it's New York City, uh, where, we're, where we're sitting here at the headquarters of, uh, of Slice. Uh, from Rome originally. Yes. And um, you came to New York and you noticed that there was a big gap in the market for gourmet Roman style pizza. Uh, and this is uh, where your journey began. Very excited to host you here. Uh, the name of the of the shop or the company is Unregular Pizza. Yes. Uh, but please, uh, please introduce yourself and tell the people listening uh, who you are and, yeah. and what got you here. Well, thank you very much for uh, for uh, interviewing me he- here. Of it's, uh, I've seen so many times the interviews uh, uh, the Bosca podcasts of Slice, and obviously, I also use Slice every day. So Great. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, it's uh, it's very cool to be here. Um, yeah, my name is Gabriele La Monaca. I'm from Rome and I came here in the US in 2008 to go to college. Mm. Uh, I studied chemistry. My idea was, the initial idea was to become a doctor, but then it didn't work out for me. I always worked in restaurants and that's what I love to do. Uh, and I, I took that path uh, in my life. I always worked in restaurants uh, uh, for distributors, importers of uh, specialty foods. And while I was doing that, I noticed that as you said, I noticed this uh, kind of like gap in the market uh, for pizza, for a gourmet pizza. So I noticed that if you wanted to eat uh, a very good, good gourmet pizza with like good ingredients, you had to go in a restaurant pizzeria, like, you know, sit down mm-hmm. where a pizza may cost like $15 uh, to $20. Uh, you know, usually they were like 10 years ago, five years ago, it was that moment of uh, Neapolitan pizza. So uh, that's where you will get a gourmet pizza, right? Uh, uh, but then, then you you have to you had to uh, sit down, order, leave a tip, uh, get something to drink, and then you would spend like $35, $40, yeah. uh, which is normal, right? Yeah. But something like quick, uh, convenient gourmet, I, I didn't see it as much, you know? There was the convenient uh, uh, slice, uh, regular slice, slice shops, uh, slice shops yeah. uh, of New York, right? But uh, it wasn't the, the kind of quality that uh, I envisioned to have here. Uh, so uh, I started this project of uh, trying to open a pizzeria. It took me so so long to figure out the, how to put the things together. You know, investors, uh, the the team, the Tupperware shop, it takes a, long, a, a lot of effort. A business plan, basically. A business plan, yeah. exactly, to, to find a spot, the right spot that didn't cost me so much money. Uh, it's, it's a big challenge here in New York City, obviously. Um, yeah, and it took me it took me a long, long time to figure out. And while I was doing it, then the pandemic started. Oh. So everything stopped. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't do anything to uh, to move on with my project. But the only and you had not opened yet. I did not. I didn't yeah. I didn't open it. No, no, no. Uh, I I basically started this project in 2017. Mm. I actually went to work at Chipotle. I, at Chipotle. I, yeah, so so I I I had like a kind of like a corporate job in a very big company, a coffee company. Uh, I was very comfortable uh, with what I was doing, but that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to open a pizza shop, you know. But I didn't know how, I didn't know how to do it. So the best way to learn is to to go to work inside the store of what I thought it was the best in fast casual. Yeah. Uh, it was they are Chipotle. one of, they're, they're one of the, the best. top. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right? Uh, so I desperately got a job there. It was really hard, actually, to get hired. Um, and uh, and I, I dropped my my very well-paid job and I went to work there uh, for what it was, $11 an hour mm-hmm. uh, as a, like an assistant manager. And I learned so much. 
So, Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Um, it was like a very, very, very good school what for were me. Some, what were some of the big lessons you learned that any pizza shop owner can apply to their, or you apply to your own business? The I think the biggest lesson is that the, the owner has to know how to do everything. 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 Like from, by, by everything, I mean like doing the cashier, um, doing the pizza, obviously doing the product, doing the orders, but even like cleaning the bathroom, mm -hmm. you know, you have to know how to, how to do it, you know, because otherwise, how do you tell people if they're doing it wrong or not? Uh, so uh, obviously Chipotle, they, they had like a lot of procedures in place. So it was like, it was a really like a school for me. Yeah. And it's the basics. Uh, just to, yeah. to pause you there. So many people make the assumption that in order to have a successful shop, you have to do all these like crazy and wild ideas, but there is no success without the basics first. Absolutely. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you know who Ray Kroc is. But yeah, Ray of course. Kroc, yeah, you know, the, he wasn't the founder of McDonald's, yeah. but he, he's the one who scaled it and franchised the system. And I don't know exactly how the saying goes, but somebody asked him in a podcast like this, hey, what's your secret to success? And his response was, when you go to a McDonald's, the bathroom is incredibly clean. Right. And the person was like, well, that doesn't sound like a big secret. Like why, you know, mm -hmm. he said, well, are your bathrooms clean? Mm. And that has stuck with me because too often people take for granted the right. real basic stuff that has to be great before you even think about uh, reaching any level of success. Right. So just wanted to really highlight that because I think too many people skip that part and immediately go to the shiny new sort of sexy thing. But mm. it's the basics that are very, very important. Absolutely. Yeah. And then what happened after that? No, then, uh, you know, I, I also was working in the meantime for other pizzerias, other restaurants uh, in the meantime that I was getting prepared mm -hmm. for to open, to open my shop. But then the pandemic started. So that completely halted everything, uh, like just like mm -hmm. for everyone in the world, basically. So there was I couldn't do anything for my project, but one thing, making pizza at home. So I started making pizza. Uh, Roman style pizza out of my oven in Midtown, like deadly Midtown, like dead Midtown. Yeah. Um, Tell people a little bit about Roman style pizza. What's the yeah. difference? Yeah, so there are, there's, a, there's like a little bit of confusions when people think about Roman style because there are, I think, three, at least three Roman style pizzas. Mm -hmm. So one is the one that you eat in the restaurant. It's like very thin, it's round. Like a sheet. Oh, the round, it's a round, round. yeah, it. very thin yep. pizza, right? They, in Rome, people eat at a restaurant pizzeria, mm -hmm. right? Sit down. And then there is an al taglio, pizza al taglio, which is like this typical street food of Rome. And usually they cut it with Caesars in that's Rome. The one I, that's the one exactly. I know. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, it's called al taglio? Al taglio, yes, okay. because they, it, al taglio means cut. Oh, so that's why, because uh, they basically cut it and they weigh it. Got it. So And you order it by like... The pound, not pound, but like by kilo, yeah, yeah. kilos. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, and each each pizza has a different price, obviously. Interesting. Uh, and uh, yeah, I that's exactly what I what I do. Mm -hmm. That pizza. The only thing is that we here in New York we decided not to do by weight because it, it's it's very time consuming and uh, it would have taken a long time to for people to get accustomed to it. Yeah, you know? people don't know. Like, yeah. if you said, "Hey, how many kilos of this yeah, pizza?" People like, are like, "I don't know." <laughs> exactly. So we just decided to go by the slice. Yeah. But the product is that. Um, and then, sorry, a, thir a third style of pizza, which is like up and coming right now, it's a pinza, 
which is like an oval shape uh, um, oh, style pinza? from uh, yeah pinza yeah from, uh, from they say from the ancient Roman uh, yeah that's uh, so the three these three styles I do pizza al taglio mm -hmm. um, yeah which is what the pizza that I grew up eating basically and and yeah we do that style what what uh, sets that pizza apart from other pizzas is that uh, first of all the fermentation of the dough. Uh, usually it's very long. Mm -hmm. So we do 72 hours. 72 hours. So three days fermentation. Wow. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, so that, that makes the dough very light, crispy, and digestible. Mm -hmm. It's very important for those people who wants to, wants to um, get like a, like a light lunch, you know, before mm -hmm. going back to work. And then uh, the, the, sec the second thing is the toppings. So usually the pizza taglio is filled up. Every inch is filled up with, with toppings. Some topping, yeah. Yeah, because we Romans, we we like to eat a lot. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that that's these are the two uh, main characteristics of this yeah. pizza. So you're, and, you're making yeah. this in your apartment in Midtown. I was making it in Midtown. Uh, in my apartment, I was I was trying like different combinations of toppings uh, and experimenting a little bit, you know, because I have. I had so much time to dedicate to it, to it, and that's basically my passion, you know. So I was really happy to do it. Um, and then while I was doing it, my wife, my now wife Paula, uh, she she started like taking pictures and uh, videos of the pizzas. And together with her, we opened up this profile that we called Unregular Pizza. Got it. Why Unregular Pizza? Because obviously the regular slice is like the most common mm -hmm. um, uh, slice of pizza the, here in New York, at least. Like, that's, uh, that's the most uh, known and what people are comfortable with, right? But we just wanted to do the opposite of yeah, that. The unregular. The unregular, yeah, which is, yeah, obviously. It's, which uh, is synonymous with like local pizza. Like local pizza, you know, independent, authentic pizza is meant to be unregular, right? right? Like it yeah. cannot be a perfect perfect circle. Oh yeah, totally. It, it needs to be very imperfect, very, totally. very unregular. Exactly. And I exactly. love the brand, by the way. Uh, thank you so much, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, we took a long time to, to you know, to, to make it um, so that people will remember it, you know, because obviously New York is the, I think it's like the capital of the, of pizza yeah. in the world. In the world, more so than Italy, more so yeah, than Roma. I think so. You know why? Because uh, here in New York, you can really taste any kind of pizza that you, that you want. Mm. It's here, you know, there is all kinds of style. So yeah. you can really make yourself a, a culture for pizza yeah. here. Whereas in, uh, you know, in Rome, in, like in Italy, there are like local uh, specialties uh, here and there, yeah. obviously. Like, but not all in the same place. Not in the same place. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Did you? Uh, did you? Do you have a background in branding or creative or? No, actually, my you... wife does. Oh, she does. My wife does. Yeah, she has a, a communication company, mm. and um, she specialized in uh, restaurants and food businesses uh, here in New York. So she helped me a lot uh, figuring out like all the Instagram. Uh, um, how to post it, uh, what to tag and what not to tag, how to manage all the uh, exposures that we got into uh, with, like social media. Talk and, about some of those exposures. Yeah. Was that really helpful in driving, you know, customers to your to your brand? Actually, before we get there. Yeah. When did you finally open up the shop? Well, actually, the, the shop came at, at the end of the, of the pandemic, actually, because during the pandemic, I was making pizza, right? I was posting it. And uh, what happened is people started like noticing this, this pizza and they wanted to buy it from mm -hmm. me. But instead of buying it, uh, you know, I, I wanted to barter it pizza for, for uh, anything else that people would make at home. Uh, oh, so like so. you would give them pizza, they would give you cake. 
I'm yeah, exactly. making yeah. it up. It came very, yeah, it, this idea came very organically out of nowhere. Basically, uh, I delivered a, a pizza with potatoes to a friend of mine from Rome. Uh, and to thank me, she gave me homemade cocktails. Oh, yeah. So that was like, okay, that, that's pretty cool, you know? That uh, is very cool. That, why don't we do it again with another friend of ours who she was making a homemade lasagna, mm -hmm. a homemade pasta. I was like, yeah, let's do it again with her. And she was like, yeah, sure. Let's meet up in the street. And uh, we recorded everything. We posted them and they posted us. That is amazing. And, you know, it was an amazing, amazing experience because you get to, first of all, interact with other people, mm -hmm. which was very unique in, in uh, during time. the pandemic, yep. exactly. Uh, and and then and then you get to taste something else that someone else made for you at, at no cost basically and you get to share what your passion is which in my yep. case was pizza and i got a tons of beef feedback also yep. uh, and how more. rewarding to make something for somebody else that's like yeah, better exactly. than making it for yourself yeah exactly you know and a lot of times i also like customize the pizza based on the on the person right uh so it was really fun and then Basically, this barter, we, we started during the pandemic and we carried it on for more than a year. Oh, wow. Uh, so over and over. Um, and you would post this on social media. Yeah, I was posting it on. People started getting really excited by it, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and it happened out of, really out of nowhere that I got contacted by the New York Post. Uh, that was in February 2021, 2021 mm -hmm. yes. Uh, and they said like, oh yeah, like, we like this story. This is uh, a barter. Like uh, we want to do, we want to record the barter. It's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they came in my kitchen to to record and they made an article. And, and from there, it, we kind of like uh, exploded uh, media wise. Mm. Uh, like a lot of other newspapers, uh, TV shows. Uh, TV shows. Yeah. I mean, they, they wanted to tell the story and it was really cool. It happened all at once. And it was very... It was, it was it was crazy, you know. Uh, it was crazy. And then after, right, like three months after that, we opened the shop in in uh, Union Square. Amazing. And yeah. how long? Oh, so this is the shop you were working on way before the pandemic. Yeah, that sort was, of stopped. Yeah. Yeah, that I was already working on it. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, were you nervous the day you opened the shop? Like, oh yeah. What were what were the feelings uh, that were going through your through your mind well, the day that you were about to sort of open up? You opened the door. Were you afraid people were not gonna like the food? Like, what was the yeah? I what mean, was going through your mind? Uh, well, it's uh, it's a lot of emotions, right? Because you you we spend so many months getting ready, figuring out every single details, and then uh, suddenly when you open, uh, you don't think about the things that you thought that were important, right? Because you have to take care of other things, uh, and then when people start actually start to say, okay, I want that. Here's is my money. Yeah, it's just crazy. So it's so rewarding, you know. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so people paying for your product. Your you know the store is open. Customers are walking in. Yeah, they're enjoying your food. It's just the whole the whole journey is worth every penny. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the most rewarding thing is is when people say, okay, uh, this is the best pizza I've eaten, you know, and that's uh, that's really amazing, you know. I mean, I open up, I open up the shop every day just to see the reaction of, of people after eating the pizza. You know, that's what I really want. To, that's what really makes me happy at the end of the day, you know? What have been some of the uh, one or two big challenges in operating a shop once you opened? What were some of the challenges you one, had to overcome? One or two, like 10 or 20. 10 or 20. I mean, exactly. Top, top one or two, yeah. <laughs> 
I can't I can't even think uh, think about it because there, because there were so many mm-hmm. so many unexpected challenges uh, that uh, they're kind of like even boring because yes they have nothing to do with the food mm-hmm. you know uh, you know like constructions uh, permits uh, uh, these kinds kind of things they were really like uh, you know hard to to figure out mm-hmm. at the beginning. But then, then, you know, yeah, like everyday operations, they're very uh, challenging, you know, for a, for a small business like us uh, in the middle of New York City, uh, there's there's so much competition, uh, like in the range of uh, of one block, we have like four pizzerias mm-hmm. and that includes even Joe's Pizza, Joe's by pizza. the way. Oh, so you're right. We, I know exactly. So, yeah. So, which is like, you know. Joe's on 14th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, which is really a threat, obviously, yeah. you know, because that's the... Uh, the most famous pizzeria. Yeah. But you know what I've learned? Uh, you know what I've learned? I I love looking at data. I love yeah. looking at information. And one of the one of the areas that I really like to focus on is what is the consumer behavior uh, when it comes to pizza shops. And you know, as a pizzeria owner, uh, I like to believe that things are sort of um, life is a zero sum game. By that I mean if somebody's buying at Joe's that they're not buying from me. Or if somebody's my customer, that means they're not Joe's customer. Hmm. And what I learned, and really one of the driving forces behind even launching Slice, was the realization that the consumer is loyal to four to six different pizza shops for for many different reasons. And uh, they love to to rotate. They love to buy from four different locations in in total about 18 to 24 times per year. Mm -hmm. And they don't do it because they don't like one over the other. It's just a matter of preference in that moment in time. It's the reason why one day you want Chipotle and the next yeah. day you want McDonald's mm-hmm. and or maybe the next day you want another pick another ta- Taco Bell. Right, right. It's not like Chipotle did something wrong. Uh, it's not like Taco Bell did something right. That was just your preference that moment in time. Maybe it was a pricing thing. Maybe it was a timing thing. Maybe it was where you were, you know, driving to that day. But it is clear as day that. Uh, the consumer's behavior with pizza shops is not zero sum. Mm-hmm. And so while definitely competition is um, a reality in, in, the, in the world, I actually think there's more value to be, to be created if shop owners, not just in the pizza industry, but just generally, start viewing the world not as a zero sum game. I think there is a lot to learn probably if you spend some time with Sal at Joe's Pizza, who I know very well. Mm -hmm. You both can probably do even better individually if you find ways or find common uh, common things to sort of work on. So something to think about. I I share it with you because I want to share it with the world that uh, the consumer is actually not a zero-sum game, interestingly enough. Mm -hmm. It was one of the most (laughs) mind-blowing data points that I learned early days. Yeah. Yeah. So competition, but yeah. competition is a challenge. You know, just being open in New York City is a challenge. Yeah, competition is a challenge. But, you know, um, but also what I say to other people that, you know, say, oh, there are three other pizzerias. Why would you open there? Well, because there are three other pizzerias. Correct. So that, that means that uh, there is business, right? Yeah. And people want to uh, want to eat pizza there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a challenge. A challenge also is uh, that we're, we're offering a different product, right? Yeah. That, that, that people are not accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we spend a lot of time also to kind of like, not educate, but like inform the customer uh, about our product. Why is it better? Why is it uh, like that? You know, uh, what makes it unregular? 
right? We do have some uh, ingredients that are kind of like particular, so people ask about it. And, you know, a lot of, lo a lot of times um, that we spend in stories to, to talk to people, you know? Yep. And it, it's... Uh, but I, I always wanted to, to have, like, conversation points, you know? Because uh, that, that I think that adds a lot of values to... Without a doubt. To, to the... Yeah. To the the experience for sure that and, they have and, and being authentic for. being uh, being yourself bringing something that you believe is important or you believe into the world is probably the number one quote-unquote secret to success for pizza shops right. um, and then speaking of the product uh, when i walked in here there was this incredible pizza which i'll <laughs> post on social media <laughs> but you you know you have your signature burrata pizza yeah talk a little bit about you know why that draws the big crowds and some other unregular combinations that you've worked on yeah uh, so uh, while i was uh, figuring out like different uh, different flavors different combinations i noticed that uh, uh, about like a couple of years ago burrata was really taking off mm -hmm. uh, as a product uh, that people started like knowing about it like uh, so so many more more people over and over i think it took the place of the buffalo mozzarella yeah yeah before it was like buffalo mozzarella it was a special thing Right now, like no restaurants would serve buffalo mozzarella anymore, but everybody would serve burrata, and uh, uh, so so I was like, okay, let's do something with, with that, and uh, so in the spirit of the Roman uh, cuisine and Roman people, the way they eat, they they're very exaggerated, you know, mm -hmm. in flavors and in quantities. So I was like, okay, let instead of putting like a little bit of burrata, why why don't we just put the whole burrata on every slice. So you eat the whole thing. And that, that really resonated like very well with people. Um, obviously, you know, during the, the pandemic, while I was bartering, I was, uh, you know, giving the, the burrata pizza, the burrata pizza to, mm -hmm. um, to uh, my, uh, other people. And they were really pleased by it. And I received like a very very positive feedback about it. So I knew that there was a product that needed to be expanded, that needed to be developed. So um, the best seller that we have is the Burra Pizza Cafonata, uh, which is with pepperoni, uh, spicy honey, and anduja sauce, and, and the whole burrata. And, uh, and I called it Cafonata. Cafonata means in Italian, it means tacky. Interesting. <laughs> so, so it's like a tacky pizza because he has a lot of, a lot stuff, of stuff, and he has like pork, like over pork, over spicy, over sweet, and it was just uh, uh, a lot of things going on. So I, I call it that way. It's, it's actually funny to Italian people when they read it. It's like a oh, cafonata. You know, it's like it's kind of like funny. Yeah, and um, but, but that's sort of the genius, and even how you advertise your products, how you name them, is is very important. Yeah, exactly how I named it and also the way it looks, right? Because right now we live in a world that if it doesn't work on social media, then it doesn't If it doesn't really look good, people exactly. assume it doesn't taste exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. If it doesn't, yeah. If it doesn't, if you don't notice it while you scroll on your in your feeds, mm. then it, it has like less chances of, of, of work out, mm. uh, you know, as a product. So I think this product uh, did really well in that uh, but obviously when people come in the store and they try it they're like oh my god it's not it doesn't even just look good even tastes very very good yeah. so what are some other uh, creations whether they're current or maybe things you're you're working on that customers can look forward to what um, are some other popular yeah. unregular creations yeah so um you know uh, our, our main product is pizza mm -hmm. um 
But obviously, there are a lot of people that they come because they're accustomed to to find any pizzeria, so many other products, yes. right? They they ask us for pasta a lot, yeah. right? But you know, our shop is very small. We have like 500 square feet total. Mm-hmm. It's very, 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 very small. And we couldn't just, we just couldn't do pasta, you know, right. it was just too much. you need a kitchen, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was just too much. We, we didn't have space, you know. So I was like, oh, how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? I was like, okay, you know what? We can do pasta by just in another form. So I made a fried pasta. Interesting. So we, we made a, a, a pasta cacio e pepe, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Roman dish. Yep. Um, and uh, we 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 cooked it and then we fried it into and actually brought it here. Yeah, so if you want to taste that. it later, <laughs> um, and, and people loved it, you know. And so we're actually gonna expand this uh, um, this section of fried pasta. Mm-hmm. Right now we only do cacio e pepe, but we're gonna do different different flavors uh, moving moving forward. Amazing. Uh, yeah, that's something to complement uh, the the pizza offer. Mm-hmm. What is um, what is some some advice you would give other pizza shop owners? Who are looking to stand out, uh, make make a name for themselves, especially in the smaller you know smaller budget, because it's easy to create a name for yourself if you go and spend ten million dollars. Right. But most small business owners don't have ten million dollars, yeah. and so there's a there's a chicken and the egg. What are some some pieces of advice you would give? What I what I think it's very important is it's like in, to innovate, you know, to to do something new all the time and to try out different products different things different uh, ideas and that's uh, that's it's not taking for granted this because it's you know to do a special in a small store where you have like a million problems uh, when you when, when you don't have time to do anything it's really challenging you know but you have to find the time, you have to, to, find the time. to yeah like to gather ideas you know to brainstorm and to try it out and to see if it works yeah you know because uh, you know the idea is to uh, try out like a uh, hundred things and one is gonna work and it's gonna be a success right of course. Um, yeah like if you have 10 million dollars you can do this like very quickly right <laughs> uh, by the way if you have 10 million dollars uh, you can still fail a lot of times. Of course. Yeah, it's yep. a, yeah. I mean, McDonald's failed a lot of times. He failed with pizza. Of course. Right, like in yep. the 90s, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is incredible. Like how did it, how did he fail McDonald's? You know, yeah, he yeah. failed. Yeah. It did. So it's not about even money. It's about uh, try and try again. You know, dedicate time and effort. Yep. That's that's what um, that's what matters. I and think. doing something that is like something you believe in. Um, I think too many people try and copy. So yeah. I, I imagine, you know, there's a lot of people who just go in and they say, I'm going to launch this pizza shop and I'm going to, I'm going to make the same pizza as Joe's mm-hmm. and it never works because right. that's Joe's and you're you. Uh, and what I admire most about you is you embrace that you're you, you're bringing something to the market that is special to you. It's based on your background where you grew up and you wanted to, you believe that that product would succeed in a, in a, in a market. That has also been a very consistent story on this podcast from operators who are very successful. They just basically say, don't try to be somebody else, be yourself. And yeah, absolutely innovate. Try different things. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Eventually, I mean, you have to fail in order to find success. You can't, there's no one without the other. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. What is, uh, what's next for on regular pizza? Like what's the future? 
let's fast forward five years from now. Yeah, uh, I mean, the idea is to is to replicate this concept uh, in uh, in other parts of the city mm-hmm. and other parts of the of the, of, of the country, right? Uh, obviously, it's like very it's a dream. It's mm-hmm. it's very hard to accomplish that with so much competition. But the idea is to is to do that. So um, we would like we're looking to open uh, uh, another shop right now in in, in the city. Um, in Manhattan. In Manhattan, yeah. uh, yes. Uh, we were also looking in Brooklyn, and yeah, step by step, we're gonna we're gonna get there. One at a time. One at a time. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, but you know, it's very hard to do it because then you have to be consistent, and you also have to not lose focus on uh, the quality. Uh, so, so it's good to replicate to to rep, to, to know how to replicate it, but uh, it needs to be also the same quality. So. Um, that takes a lot and long time to also to figure out, you know, because yeah. um, even uh, uh, it happens also for like big uh, big companies that they or like big brands, right? That they replicate it like in other cities, but then it's not just it's not the, not same, the same, right? No. Because it misses that uh, that soul, that yeah. that thing that. Uh, and you only get one try. Exactly. If you launch yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. else and it's not yeah. successful, like that's it, right? That's you're yeah, not exactly. Go back there. So that's why we have to be really careful. But uh, but that's the plan, you know. Amazing. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Uh, Story is incredibly inspiring. Uh, I look forward to trying the pizza without a doubt. And um, yeah, we wish you we wish you continued success. And thank you for making time to come on here thank and tell you. your story. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of here. course. Bye. Follow me, Derek.